Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. My next guest will help us understand new Minnesota legislation that affects the pro-life movement from individual women facing an unexpected pregnancy to our many crisis pregnancy centers. Welcome to Vonne Hansel, the president of Elevate Life. Vonne, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, Patrick, and thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, you're president of Elevate Life. Tell us about that. What is Elevate Life? So Elevate Life has been around for almost 50 years. We were founded in 1974 by Sister Jean Therese Condon, um, right after um, abortion became legal in our nation. And she has such a heart for women and families. She planted the first life care center um, near the University of Minnesota. And from there, we've grown to 32 uh, pregnancy resource clinics in 39 locations across the state and a few in Wisconsin. Wow. That's amazing. And uh, it must be quite a task as president to kind of keep up with everything. What do you find yourself doing on a, on a day-to-day basis? Um, lots of prayer. Um, I, have a beautiful, <laughs> I have a beautiful wall in my office with each of our executive director's pictures on, those, on that wall. So just praying for them every day, answering phone calls, answering emails with questions they might have, encouraging them. We do a monthly legislative update for them. So we're always planning. We work with um, MCC and MCCL in keeping them abreast of what's going on. And then we also do all of the education for them, the medical policies and procedures to keep them cutting edge. So it's a really busy life, but I yeah. really love it. Well, we are grateful for the work that you do, Vonne. Thank you for that. And uh, we did have an entire episode recently of Practicing Catholic focused on the Minnesota legislative session um, so let's move to that and to discussing that. What kinds of legislation discussed this session would affect pregnancy resource centers and clinics that you partner with, with Elevate Life? Oh, well, there's a couple. Um, probably the primary and um, the saddest one is the repeal of the Positive Alternatives Grant. Um, that's just been providing essential care to thousands of Minnesota families since 2005. Um most of our Elevate Life clinics that have been involved in that use that money for parenting education, lactation education, um, car seat distribution and education, pack and plays, safe sleep education, and then just that basic material support that new moms need, um, formula, diapers, baby clothes, strollers, um, all of those kind of things. And these, this care was provided at no cost to the people we serve. Um, and grant recipients were actually supervised by the Minnesota Department of Health. So it was a really successful program. And um, having that cut is really going to hurt mothers. Mm. So we're just really disappointed in that. Yeah. And uh, did you say there were two specifically? Was Did you mention both of them? Sorry. I... No, I didn't. You're okay. right. The second one is um, that the legislature also eliminated just some common sense safeguards okay. that ensured that women are fully informed before making health care decisions. Um, one of those was the mandatory 24-hour waiting period, and the second was informed consent in writing. Um, and if a woman isn't fully informed about her options, then you know how can she give her complete consent? So we at Elevate Life really believe in transparency, more information, and more options. And we're just so disappointed that the Minnesota legislature disagrees with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So two pretty big uh, obstacles thrown up in the pathway of Elevate Life. But, of course, with God, nothing is yes. uh, impossible. Everything is possible, right? So any thoughts right. or ideas, um, th taking the first one, uh, 
is there any thoughts and plans on how to provide some of these uh, materials that are necessary for new mothers in a way that does that can continue to be of no cost to them? Um, well, first of all, I really want to say thank you across the board to all of our amazing donors that drop off diapers and wipes and material items at their local pregnancy resource center or clinic. That is just huge. Um, and that $3.35 million that was allowed it, allotted to the Positive Alternatives Grant went directly to those women. So one of the things we're doing is just putting out a call to our local faith community and asking that they would contact their local pregnancy resource clinic and ask them what their greatest needs are right now. Mm. Yeah. Well, and that would be, I mean, this is a this is a call to action and, and uh, really a way to right. continue to be involved and maybe get more involved in caring for women who are facing a pregnancy that they thanks God thanks be to God that they choose to carry the child to term and give birth and and then care for the child after that we want to support that of course in every way we can and what about uh, this uh, in terms of full consent any ideas of how to move forward in that in uh, presenting all the options to a pregnant mother well, that's exactly what we do at our um, clinics is present all of those options. Um, usually a nurse will explain those to them, pros and cons on each option, and then help them uh, move forward, hopefully to um, continue their pregnancy. So I think one of the things that we'll do is um, launch more advertising. We really want women to know that um, there are three options and that they should learn about those three options before they make a decision and that our pregnancy resource clinics are a safe space where there's no judgment and there's so much love. Um, these women that work in our centers and men just come around those families um, in so many different ways. I just not too long ago heard an amazing story about one of our clinics who came around a woman who um, had actually been raped and her boyfriend was insistent that she have an abortion even to the point of violence against her. She found a local pregnancy uh, resource clinic and they just surrounded her with love and compassion. Um, she chose to carry the baby to term and then met a wonderful Christian guy um, in the local church that she had connected with. And when she got married, she invited the husband of the director of our clinic. to He was a pastor to come and officiate the ceremony. And the entire staff were there to just rejoice with them. So I think we really become often that family they don't have and that support that they need so greatly. And that's that's just it. I appreciate the story that you told. You must have a lot of stories of people that have uh, partaken of your resources, the things that you offer. And just I think that helps us all to connect more with the situation. So, I mean, what what would you say is the general situation of the people who come in your doors and who are seeking for help and for care? I think the general um, feeling they come in with is just um, often they're overwhelmed. Um confused, not really having all of the knowledge they need to make an informed decision. And um, most of all, they're panicked. You know, they feel like they have to do something right now. So what we provide is a safe space to take a breath, um, to be able to process in their own mind their situation and the challenges they might be facing, and then look carefully at what their options are. And again, we just believe in informed consent. So we want them to understand um, each of the options they have, and we want them to know that if they choose to continue their pregnancy, we're going to walk that journey with them. We'll be with them um, 
through their entire prenatal time after the baby is born. And most of our centers up to two or five years, we continue to walk alongside them, providing education and support and material resources. Mm. That's wonderful. And I, and I can imagine it being very emotionally trying time um, when facing an unexpected pregnancy or even a crisis pregnancy and that sort of thing, and seeking out help, but not really sure which way to turn. I'm so grateful for the Ministry of Elevate Life and so many of our pregnancy resource centers around the Twin Cities. And we're speaking with Von A. Hansel, the president of Elevate Life, and she's talking to us about some of the effects of the decisions of the Minnesota legislature this past session that affect pregnancy resource centers and individual women. Um, is there any hope legislatively, Von A., in your, in your mind and your understanding about how these things might be, um, well, doubled back on again so we might see a restoration of this these $3 million to crisis pregnancy centers of, uh, you know, uh, requiring that a woman have you know all the options before giving a consent, things like that. Any hope legislatively that you see in the future? Well, absolutely, because um, we can always hope in God, and I believe that um, He really wants to turn this around. So, a couple of the places that we can do things to um, make that happen is number one, um, step up. Um, I'm I'm not political in any way, you know. I feel like the ministry I have is to women and families. But if we don't have people in the legislature who believe in life and believe in um, our families and wanting to do the best for them, then it won't be repealed. I think the other piece is um, going to pregnancy resource clinics and getting a tour, walking through, hearing from the staff. Um, so I would really encourage any of our listeners. Um, to invite their um, um, their opposing legislatures to come and visit the local pregnancy resource center because I really mm. believe if they walk inside the doors and hear the hearts of those there that they will change their mind. Mm. Um, one really beautiful thing that came out of the situation was in our Northfield office. Um, there's been a lot of graffiti and violence towards our pregnancy resource centers this last six months. And so for them, they had graffiti all over the walls and a main window in front was broken. And the executive director there was outside sweeping up the, gra the glass when a woman and a man came by. And the man was older and he said to her, what in the world is going on? And she said, well, we just had a little um, bit of violence here. And so I'm just cleaning up. And he said, well... I want to pay for that window for you. And then wow. the younger person who was college age said, but what do you guys do? Um, and it became obvious really quickly that they were very, very pro-choice. And so the director invited them inside and shared with them, walked them through, showed them the ultrasound room, showed them the baby's boutique. And when she was finished, he said, I still want to pay for this window because what you're doing is a good thing. Mm, wow. What a testimony to obviously the work of God in a situation like that. And you've in, you've anticipated my next question, which was um, how much of a backlash have you seen, particularly since the overturn of Roe v. Wade, in terms of violence and vandalism in and around the pregnancy resource centers, the Elevate Life Pregnancy Resource Centers? Um, we've seen quite a bit. Okay. Um, no harm to staff, which um, is wow. really the most important thing. I know at of some points um, our staff are really... Um, had some trepidation about going to work, but they were wonderful. They showed up every day and served. 
So most of the things that we experienced here in the Twin Cities and surrounding rural areas were um, graffiti on the walls, broken windows. We had one um, of our clinics who was getting ready to do their banquet, and someone was able to hack into their um, internet and um, completely turn off all their surveillance videos um, wow. because they had gone wireless. So we helped them rewire so that they're hardwired again and they won't have to worry about that. They also hacked, they also had a lot of um, people who weren't going to the banquet register for the banquet. Um, and so it caused a lot of distress to that executive director trying to figure out who's really going to come and who's not. Mm. Wow. I, I hadn't even thought about cybercrime as a, as a, or cyber vandalism as it were, as, as a response. Um, well, Certainly, uh, crisis pregnancy centers will be in our prayers, will continue to be in our prayers as uh, things continue to, well, uh, the, the, everybody that I've spoken with, and maybe you can confirm this, Vonay, but um, everybody that I've spoken with and who are involved with particularly crisis pregnancy centers, um, you know, abortion alternatives, that sort of thing, is that since the overturn of Roe v. Wade, things have heated up, not cooled down, that there's been more... Um, there's been more strife and opposition now than there have been previously. Would you say that's true? I would say that's true, absolutely. And we're already seeing a flood of women from other states coming here to Minnesota yeah. to have abortions, yeah. um, particularly third trimester abortions. So um, again, for us, one of our initiatives is going to be advertising. So if anybody would want to donate to Elevate Life, um, you can do that online at um, just search Elevate Life. It'll come up at elevatelifemn.org and give money towards advertising. We want to be able to catch those women as they're coming across the borders. Um, if they're still in that indecision area and want somebody to talk to, we want to be there for them. Mm. Well, certainly that is that is a way to get involved um, through financial donations and through helping out in that way. Any other ways that you would um, that you would suggest? You you mentioned um, inviting your legislators down to the pregnancy centers and having them take a tour. Any other things that you yeah. can think of that we can do for you, Vonne? Sure. Um, volunteer in any way. Um, here at Elevate Life, we are always looking for new board members. Our board members um, come with different areas of expertise and they really, for me, they're the backbone because I can go to them and get advice when I need it and they help us oversee the ministry. So we're specifically looking for right now an attorney, a CPA, and somebody with HR, um, an HR background. So if any, and a doctor, so if anybody who's listening has that expertise, we would love you to explore the opportunity of sitting on the board of Elevate Life to help us continue to serve the women in Minnesota. Oh, very good. Well, Vani, we thank you for the time that you've taken with us here today on Practicing Catholic, and we're grateful for all of the work that you have done and continue to do in order to support life in our, in our nation and particularly in our local area as well. God bless you and your continued work. Thank you again for having me, Patrick. Again, the website is elevatelifeusa.org or elevatelifemn.org and find out how you can get involved with Elevate Life.